L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast, episode four. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody that rocked out with episode one, episode two, episode three. You guys was on deck. Your reposts, your shares, your likes, all of that. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm going to keep on riding this way for y'all because I don't do this for me. I do this for y'all. Um, <clears throat> I want to switch gears today and uh, go a different route. So um, I got a little bit of criticism, <laughs> but especially the first episode. But it's all good. Look, man, some stuff got to get set. But um, I want to talk about fatherhood today. Fatherhood is a very special thing. I'm a father. I have sons. I have daughters. It's a beautiful thing. I feel like I feel like having children saved my life. Granted, I was on the right path in life. I wasn't on the bad path in life, but I feel like the curve it took me in, it it, it kind of reiterated that I can, had to continue to work hard and I had to stay on the right path. Um, and I tell people, I feel like I feel like my kids were my little best friends. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a beautiful thing watching them grow up. As a father, as a black father, having sons, you have to you have to be stern, but you also have to know when to cut that off because too many, too many young men, particularly uh, young black men, they have fathers where, oh, you got to be tough. You can't cry about this. You X, Y, Z. And that's not the case. And, and I learned that from my life experiences. So for me growing up, um, I didn't like crying. I hated showing emotion. I, I hated the only emotion as a kid, you, you know, I, I would, yeah, I would be happy, but I, I showed a lot of anger. And in my household, my father was was very open, even though my father was a hardworking man. He was he was always the type to show emotion. He he was the it's OK to cry type of uh, male. My mother was the total opposite. My mother was straight hood from the projects. Like if I got into a fight, fuck that. We're going to go with the block and finish it. You know what I'm saying? So for me growing up, I didn't like showing emotion. So I tried to as a an adult try to incorporate what both of them taught me into fatherhood, especially with my sons, because I didn't want my sons growing up and, and being angry black men. I didn't want my sons growing up and being disconnected from life on an emotional level and not knowing how to convey their feelings. Because in my opinion, when a lot of young black men have that, they grow up to be assholes. And not only do they grow up to be assholes, they grow up to be angry black men that don't know how to connect with society or connect with other people that weren't raised that way that don't think that way having daughters is a whole different level having daughters in my opinion in my opinion is more special than having sons and i and i remember when when my oldest daughter was on the way we went to the doctor to find out what she had like an hour or two after leaving the doctor office my pops called me right before i could even call him my pops called me and he was like yo what do you have and he was like really excited and i was like damn yo like you kind of happy today what's up with you he was like listen so what do you have and i said yo we're having a girl and my pops was very happy. And I said, yo, I'm happy too. This is what's up. He said, yo, let me tell you something. Having daughters is, is a whole different level of special from having sons. He said, you're about to experience emotions that you never experienced in life. And he was absolutely right. Um, Having my, my my daughter was, I the joke was my daughter was mentally ahead of my sons. And she used to do shit different than my sons would do. She would do things my sons was not even like at. So, you know, 
when kids are babies, you know, before they walk, they crawl. So me and my daughter, we would have like crawling races throughout the house. So her mother worked uh, first shift. I worked overnight. So at one point we took them out of daycare to save money and I would be home with the kids in the morning. I would come home, get a little bit of sleep, take their mother to work. Then, you know, I'm with the kids. The kids wake up early. My daughter would literally crawl around the whole house and follow me everywhere I went. So when she would wake up before she was able to walk, my daughter used to like throw the fucking blanket over the bed like Indiana Jones, crawl, climb down and shit, and then crawl to wherever I was at. So she was a little mentally um, ahead of my sons, which I would th- always thought was a crazy thing. You got to know how to differentiate your emotions when dealing with your daughter and dealing with your sons and stuff, especially in 2020. I have uh, friends my age or a little older or a little younger and we all have you know kids some of us have daughters that are either right at the same age a little younger or a little older i thank god my daughter is who she is and not the shit on the people i know um i have some the daughters are really good kids you know i've I've met men and women who daughters were into you know the music today they caught their kids twerking they caught their kids smoking they caught their kids doing all different things my daughter is into anime and shit so listen if I got to spend 100, 200 a month on cosplay outfits, I'm fucking with the shits. Because if she's going to stay on that path and keep riding that cosplay wave and stay a kid, I, listen, this is what I pray for. And God is answering it. So I'm I'm totally with it. I am totally with it. I will buy 10 cosplay outfits next month if this is what she's into. You know what I mean? There's other parents that have went through that, that have went through more. And um, you, it's being a parent, being a black parent is different from being, you know, any other kind of parent. Being a black parent, it's scary, but the shit is lit at the same time. And if you are a black parent, you understand totally what I'm talking about because it could be the scariest thing in the world because, you know, our kids could go from zero to 100, but the shit is lit at the same time. Like, you are going to have good times with being a parent. And in my family, my immediate family, the way there were more men than women in the family. So we were all raised to be kind of like protective of our sisters, of our cousins. I remember years ago, my, my my brother fucked the kid up on Ralph Avenue for fucking with my cousin. This is how real it would get in my family. So, you know, my immediate family, me, my brother, uh, my younger cousin, we treat our daughters like princesses. And with 2020, with the whole protect black women movement, a lot of y'all need to listen to this and understand this. We really do need to protect our black women, particularly our daughters and the black women in our family. I, f- I feel like more young black girls need to be spoiled nowadays because too many of them are growing up feeling like they got to get to the back. They got to do this. They got to do that. Like we got to really break the cycle and we got to take them on a path and on a wave that lets them know, no, you need to be a kid for right now. You need to be a young lady for right now. Let us handle that. A lot of us fathers need to really take more initiative into that. So to try to keep your kid on the right path. Now, granted, it don't always work that way. I've known uh, uh, people that were given everything they wanted. They were given more and they still fucked up in life. They still had a path in life that they shouldn't have been on. And you can't always predict or coordinate which way in life your kids are going to go. Sometimes, yo, it, it is what it is, especially in the time that we're living in right now. We got social media, you got Instagram, you got Snapchat. The turn up is serious. The turn up in 2020 is on a whole different level than what it was in 2000, 2001. And, and I'm speaking from experience. I was turning up. I still turn the fuck up, but it's on a whole different level. Uh, but back to, you know, back to the whole parenthood uh, aspect of it. Having sons is great. You, you know, you you can kind of 
as a father, connecting to, with your sons is a special thing as well. Having daughters is a special. Connecting with your sons, it takes uh, patience. Because, you know, there, there was an old school saying, like the old school people, he's like my uncles and aunts used to say, oh, he's smelling his piss now. You know, that's when you're growing up. You start feeling yourself. You're a young man. You you looking good. You got girls, you know, liking you. They hitting your lineup. As a father having sons, you have to, at a certain point, keep it real with your sons. Your kids in general, you have to keep it real. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why you got to keep it real. So the last thing you want is the streets raising your kids. Imagine your father. And you scolded your kids, you scolded them for smoking weed, for cutting school, X, Y, Z. Then guess what? They found out you did all of that shit and you lied to them. You, you made it seem like you was a saint. Now they're looking like, damn, my pops didn't lie to me. Uh, I, I should go back to doing what I was doing before. Ima imagine that. Imagine you as a more fathers need to keep it real with their daughters. Cause a lot of us was out there bagging and tagging, busting chicks down. And we try to put on this whole facade like we wasn't doing it. Listen, man, I got it in life got it in you can't sit here and come to your daughters and and, and i'm gonna keep it real with you when you sit and you have a birds and a bees talk with your daughter as a black father you better keep it real you better keep it real because if you don't keep it real calm is going to keep it real and your daughter's going to be out there in the street you don't want that shit so imagine you have all these things in your history and you don't incorporate that into these life lessons that you're teaching your kid and then one day your kid is like oh shit boom 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 but on the flip side of shit you need to give your kids tough love because tough love is some shit that will save their lives i know i know a, a woman her son was he was given everything he wanted he new clothes new sneakers everything he could not stay out the streets you know what i'm saying it got to a point she would had to put a house up for lawyer fees, lawyer fees, lawyer fees. And he still ended up doing 10 years. But guess what? If she had given this young man tough love, maybe he wouldn't have did those 10 years. Maybe at a certain point, if she would have kicked him out the house, stopped funding his fuckery, he would have said, damn, yo, life is real. He might have hit that point a year or two before going to jail and doing 10 years. And he would have saved those 10 years of his life. Thank God he's out now and he's on the right path. He's doing really good in life. It took for him to sit in jail for 10 years to really look at life for what it was because he was being cradled by his mother. His, his mother was buying him this, buying him that, had a city job, getting him this, getting him out of jail, getting him out of jail, using her city connections, and the kid ended up doing 10 years. And for me as a father, whether it's my son or my daughters, I have a very high fear of that. I have a very high fear that in 2020, our uh, our young men and women are being killed, harassed, beaten and shit like that. But on the flip side, some of them are doing things and bringing problems on themselves. They're doing things and bringing problems on the households. I don't want to get a call one day. Oh, yes. Your kid is locked up. When if I could look back, if if that happens, uh, uh, you know, I pray to God it doesn't. I don't want to sit and be like, damn, yo, I should have beat his ass. I, sh I should have been I should have grounded him or her more. Because as a parent, some of y'all might not want to hear this. I am all for the discipline. If if being my kid ass right now is going to save their life and freedom three, four, five years from now, I'm going to do it. I'll do it twice. Whether y'all want to agree with it or not, some people don't agree with it. But that discipline hit different, especially when they get older. Because your kid might be 13, 14 years old, feeling himself, quote unquote, smelling their piss, and you kick their ass as a grown man. See, it's different. It's different kicking your kid ass as a child. Well, yeah, yeah. But as 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 your kids get older and you're a little bit older, 13, 14 years old, 
that shit's going to resonate a little different than maybe when they was four or five years old. You know what I mean? Four or five year old ass whooping, kid get beat, go to sleep, wake up. They don't remember that shit. They fine. They playing with toys and PlayStation after that. So like I said, having, having kids is special. It's, it's scary and lit at the same time. And it's, it's, it's kind of hard to put that in a full explanation for y'all. You have, being a father is a very special thing. Then too, you get to relearn yourself as a parent. You learn things about yourself you didn't under, you you never known. I, I remember all of these lessons from my mother, from my father, and and, and things like that. Random weird ass lessons, but they stuck with me. I remember one time when I was a kid, my mother was frying chicken. She comes to me randomly and says, "Hey." Uh, don't ever fight somebody on PCP. It'd be like fighting 10 people. And I was like, the fuck is she talking about fighting somebody on PCP? A few years later, I'm sitting watching cops with my pops on like a Saturday. And he's like, yo, look, they can't even take him down. He on PCP. And I'm like, oh shit, my mother just told me this a few years ago. And I know that's random, but these life lessons that your parents hit you with, you you never know which one you'll hit your kids with and they're going to remember that. You know what I'm saying? I, re- I remember talking to my, my parents about drugs, which, by the way, in, in my opinion, you have to be open with your kids. I wasn't a big weed smoker growing up, but you have to be open with your kids. If you're going to talk to your kids about smoking uh, marijuana or, or whatever drugs, don't sit here and put on this front like you never did it in life. You need to keep it 100 with them and let them know, look, I did it X, Y, Z. If you didn't do it, that's great. But Imagine you not teach these things to your kids and your kids come to you and they, whatever happens and they come and say, well, I didn't know that. You didn't teach me. Last thing you want is your, your kids learning from the streets or, or another individual with bad influence teaching your kids. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you definitely don't want it. I remember my parents telling me things like, oh, if you're going to smoke, smoke in the house. If you're going to smoke, smoke around people, you know, if you're going to smoke, roll up your own shit. <laughs> Cause it, it, it used to be funny to me, and I'd be like, "Yo, why? Why? What do you?" I, I asked my mother one time, "What do you mean, like roll my own shit?" What you know what I'm saying? So she was like, "Well, you know, people stuff get laced all the time. That's actually true. I know a woman, her daughter got we got laced like five years ago. She's never been the same in life. Never been the same. It's it's irreversible. Sounds crazy, but these are the things you kind of need to teach your kids. You know what I'm saying? My daughter's into anime and shit like that, and I am wholeheartedly." loving this fucking wave you know what i'm saying she's not my daughter listens to pop music she she's not out here listening to cardi b you know shouts out to cardi b i'm not a hater she's not listening to megan stallion shouts out to megan stallion but if i could keep this for another five to six years god is good <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't i don't want my daughter listening to that my sons i'm i'm okay double stand is a motherfucker right i'm a little more open when my son's listening to certain stuff then my daughter call me a hypocrite i'll be a hypocrite all day but as a father it is what it is you know what i'm saying so i, I i'm gonna get criticized for that <laughs> i'm gonna get criticized for that like my son is a, a big my oldest son is a big chef g fan he's a big um pop smoke fan yo we be in the, in the whip rocking out to it i will not fucking play that with my daughter in the car it is what it is i'm gonna be like yo put it on this pop this uh, uh pop music station on spotify apple music that's what i'm gonna do I'm going to be a hypocrite to keep my daughter on that weight. But on the flip side, I'm very open uh, with my daughter. And I've learned to be open with her on a different level than I've been open with, with my sons. It, 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 I would, at all young girls, hit a point where, they, where they, they menstrual cycle comes, their emotions change. They go, to, they go to middle school. They go to high school. They start dealing with other kids. Um, they, they, they let the stress from school or from their siblings 
You know what I mean? So when my daughter goes through these things, I'm on deck to talk to her about it. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. You, and you have to be like that as a, you have to be willing to listen. Cause like I said, I would do it as a special. You are the first person that your daughter is going to look at. You are the first male and she might base her future relationships off of the, uh, in the action that she had with you. Now, if you had bad in the action with your daughter, guess what? She's going to be out here dating fucked up dudes. If you always brushed your daughter off and brushed off her ideas, the thing, the fun things she wanted to do, guess what? She's going to be with somebody like that. She's probably going to end up being a submissive type. She's probably going to end up being in a toxic relationship. And no man wants his daughter in a toxic relationship. I don't want my, I don't want my sons in a toxic relationship. And listen, man, as long as I'm, 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 Able body, my daughter ain't gonna be in a fucking toxic relationship. That that shit ain't happening. Now nah, I'm coming with the blicky. So at the end of the day, you have to put your best foot forward when you have kids, especially when you have a daughter, because you are the influence as a as a man, as a father, as a black father. You are the influence. Let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it real, right? White America is a different world from Black America. <clears throat> it is. It is. It is. It's, especially when you have suburban white america versus urban black america suburban white america is it's structured different they go through a lot of the same things black america goes through black america and i'm saying this because i've grown up in black america i've grown up in urban black america i've lived in suburban black america urban black america it's zero to 100 all, all listen when i when i was in high school when i was in middle i knew kids having sex in middle school i knew kids having sex early on in high school when it's a little more open in urban black America. Those things, those scary things that us parents think about. I remember being in the fucking eighth grade and the kids in the back of the class was rolling up. And, you know what I'm saying? And it got to a point teachers couldn't even say shit. So these are the things that we have to kind of worry about in urban black America. And somebody needs to put that out there. And I'm putting that out there because the shit is that real. You know what I'm saying? I knew kids that was hustling, selling drugs in middle school. They was in junior high school selling weed and shit. And they was selling other shit after school. So at the end of the day, me as a as a father, as a black father, I remember all of this shit. I incorporate those experiences into the stories I tell my kids and also into the discipline I hit them with. Because I'd rather be open with my kids, scare them with these stories, or influence them to be better than me and be better than the other people I was around. Because at the end of the day, it's it's crunch time. They are getting older. They will be 18 years old one day, and I am not going to be able to tell them what to do. But right now, while they're under my rule, you better believe I'm going to put my best foot forward, and I'm going to let them know this shit is real. Let's get it popping. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, it's the boy product. This was for the LOP, baby. I'm out. Deuces.